here's a podcast about moving on when you've had somebody who has been your other half die. People say they passed away, they're gone. The fact is, you had your spouse, your significant other, die and they are gone and they are never coming back. How do we as widows and widowers get beyond that? What do we do? What are the things that we do? What are the things that we experience? And what are the things we have in common? And how can we come together as a community of people who have gone through a horrible thing? I can't say it's the worst because, you know, from the friends that I've seen, having a child die is probably the worst on a scale of 1 to 10, that's a 10, or an 11. And, you know, our spouse, our husband, our wife, our partner is a 10. It doesn't get a whole lot more life-changing than that. I lost my Marty in 2016. We had been running a facility, 15,000 square foot facility for many years. It's called the Digital Media Factory. What a great place it was. And a lot of dreams came true. We had a music television show. We did a lot of, we did a car show. We had a PBS documentary. We had interns who came through and, you know, started making movies. We'd made movies. It was just an amazing place. And... It was a dream come true for so many. And I would like to use this platform to sort of use what we went through as a couple. And when we went from being, you know, fully operational, you know, husband, wife, you know, going through life and doing wonderful things and moving the community to a new place. And, you know, we were entrepreneurs and everything was great. Um, we had come through the 2008 debacle where we lost a lot of money and almost lost our place to, you know, coming through that and we were making movies and we had new wonderful corporate clients and things were starting to go well, but Marty's health had started to be an issue. He had cancer and was a cancer survivor and, um, with that he had you know, come through it and was cancer clear. And then he got another cancer and esophageal cancer. So he had an esophagectomy and, you know, everything that happened beyond that was sort of a result of that. And I will talk about that in another podcast. But today I just want to welcome you all and say that, you know, look, if you've got somebody in your life or it's you and all of a sudden You are dealing with the loss of somebody extremely significant in your life. This is a good place for you. And I welcome you here. Thank you. Hello, friends. This is part two. About life after loss. It's been over five years 
since my darling Marty left us, not because he wanted to, and it was a long illness, and it was a hard illness, it was hard for him, it was hard for both of us, and here I am. So, when Marty passed away, he had been on Social Security for a while, and we'd had the business, and we had streams of income, and his Social Security was deposited into an account, and it paid the mortgage every month. Well, when he passed away, he was in his 70s, early 70s, and I was not yet 60. And so he died February 4th, and as of March 1st, there was no more payment for the mortgage. And a year later, I was in bankruptcy, and it's taken me a long time to come out of it. I have had the support of so many people in my community, friends and family, who've really helped me keep the house and help me in lots of other ways. So my number one suggestion for widows and widowers, don't isolate. If people say, I'm here for you, what can I do to help? Sit down and go ahead and really spend a little bit of time to think what it is that you need. And don't be afraid to ask for help. People want to help when you're in that position. I mean, think about you and your friends who've lost people. And when you said, if there's anything I can do to help, you were at a loss as to what to do. And you probably would have really liked it had somebody asked you for something specific. You would have jumped at the chance to help the person. And try and remember that when you're down and feeling like you just don't know what to do next. Remember what it was like when somebody else had a loss and you wanted to help them and didn't quite know what to do. So help those people out. Write yourself a little list of things that you would like, like maybe you'd like to go out for tea or go for a walk, or you'd like to have somebody come over and maybe help you in the garden. Start a little GoFundMe if you need money for things. People really do want to help. And that is my short piece of advice for now. And then write out a list of those people that do help you along the way, because if you ever get to that point of wanting to thank them publicly, you can, or you can always write them a note and say thank you. And um, it's a way to keep connection with people, because lots of times when we've been in a caregiver position, we become very isolated. It's time-consuming, it's hard on our energy, we don't, sometimes the people who are ill, they don't want to be seen or pitied, and there are lots of reasons why we can feel isolated, and when they pass away, we feel like we've lost not only them, but we've lost our community in that process of going through the caregiving position that we were in. So, there is a whole community of people out there who love you and want to support you. And even though it might be difficult to reach out and accept it, when people say, what can I do? Or if you ever need anything, make a note of who those people are. 
and really try and reach out. Go beyond your comfort zone. You will find comfort and love and hope in reaching out. So that's what I have to say for now. And I wish you well in your journey. And I will be back to give a little bit more of advice. And I will say this, that there were some horribly difficult, challenging times after Marty passed away. And I feel like I'm coming up for air and I'm coming back and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I've had a lot of help along the way. So just don't lose hope. 